the Hook, airing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. How about a full preview of Pitt's offense as Tennessee ramps up the opponent a bit? And Chalk Talk is brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue. Owl's Nest Barbecue is your home for everything barbecue, whether or not it's the uh, rubs, the sauces, the wood pellets, the chips. They've got it all right there at Owl's Nest Barbecue and Steve Ray's Midnight Oil, a proud Michelin distributor. And I tell you what, Chris, um, Pitt's offense is one that I I find very interesting because they have to replace a lot. Let's uh, get to that. I want to remind everybody to hit that subscribe, like button, and turn your notifications on so we can be a part of your sports coverage with Chris Landry. Uh, I'm Dave Hooker. So go ahead and hit those buttons. Let's get that taken care of so we can be in front of you when you'd like it. All right, Chris. So what did you think? about Pitt's offense before the game against West Virginia and what do you know about Pitt's offense after 60 minutes of play well I think you know we got to start with reminding folks that you've got uh, last year uh, a quarterback at Pitt that's going to be starting for the pro team in Pittsburgh this year at some point Kenny Pickett Jordan Addison who is is one of the best receivers in the country uh, that left in in a very uh, controversial way. Uh, well, the NIL deal and, and Pat Narducci's response to it, him going out West. So you start there and, and those are, you can't, you take those guys. Those are all American type players. Some of the, what we call blue grade, you know, elite players in the league. Um, and, and they were outstanding. Keaton Slovis comes in ironically from the same U.S. aforementioned USC very talented guy, highly recruited guy. I thought he played pretty well against West Virginia, um, you know, but he held on the ball a little too long for the most part, and that and some pass protection issues really uh, was problematic at times against West Virginia. Um, you know, I think they're going to obviously work on that against Tennessee. They'll, they'll try to get the ball out a little quicker. Um, and, look, when you give him a clean pocket, He's pretty good now, and, and he can dial you up now. They're not as talented um, without Jordan Addison, but they've got some receivers. Mumfield's pretty good. Wayne's pretty good. Neen's pretty good. Bartholomew, the tight end, is pretty good. Uh, all guys that graded out fairly well this past week. I think the running game is very intriguing. I thought Rodney Hammond, the sophomore running back, um, graded out very well this past week against West Virginia. He hit the hole very hard. Um he caught two passes for 55 yards. He had a 49-yard reception that set up one of his touchdown runs. Now, the other back, Israel um, uh, Abidikanda, was the starter going in. He didn't play all that well this past week, but I don't expect that to be, a, a, you know, a consistent effort. I think it, he'll play better as the season goes along, and I would expect off of last week he's going to play so uh, and play well this week. So, can run the football. I think there's some issues on the offensive line. I think with with regard to 
the play there. They've got uh, a senior at left tackle. They've got a senior at left guard. They've got a senior at center. They've got a senior at right guard. And they've got a redshirt junior at right tackle in, in Gonclaves. Um, look, uh, it, it, I thought the, the, the left tackle, um, uh, Carter Warren, played pretty well. Uh, I thought uh, Marcus Minder, the left guard, played, you know, really well. The right side didn't protect all that well. Again, some of the protection issues, the breakdowns were communication, not necessarily talent. And I think Slovis held on to the ball a little too long. So there are a couple of things you that you've got to look at in terms of how Tennessee is going to have to face it. I think the ball is going to come out a little quicker and they're going to shore up some of their protections. I think they're going to, when you have protection issues or when you have sacks, let's say this, sometimes it's protection issues. Sometimes it's quarterback holding the ball too long. Sometimes you've got to get, get the ball out quicker or if they get the ball out quicker, you can't have guys going on deeper routes. You've got to shorten up your routes. You've got to make side adjustments based on, certain things that you're seeing in coverage in fronts. So I think they're going to clean up some of that. So I would think and expect that their offense is going to be um, more proficient than it was against West Virginia. I also think that because of Pat Norducci being the head coach and what he did not like about his offense last year, as good as it was, and by the way, that coordinator, Mark Whipple, is now at Nebraska, is that he didn't think that they ran the football well enough. Tennessee's going to see the run game. And I think the real key is going to be a lot about can, can Tennessee's offense score points and force Pitt out of the run game. That's going to be the key to the game. But more on that when we get to that side of the ball. But I do think that they're going to have Tennessee's going to have to defend the run. The key in the game plan for Pitt is going to be run the football at Tennessee, make them stop you, and when they overplay the run, then we'll take our chances in the passing game because we'd like to be able to chew clock and we'd like to be able to keep the Tennessee offense off the field. That's going to be a, a typical game plan that Tennessee's going to be facing, and so expect that this week. Yeah, interesting. And um, then as far as Tennessee's defensive front, I, th I think they have pass rushers we talked before about you know, this defensive tackles, I don't, I don't think one's going to just suddenly show up on campus. But uh, I'm, I am curious uh, what you think of that matchup. Because a lot of Tennessee fans might not realize that Pitt's pretty good up front on both sides of the ball. They are. Uh, and particularly their defensive line is one of the best in the country. So, um, and, 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 you know, they didn't play their best game, but they're really good. I think for Tennessee – I do think the defensive tackle play. I thought the ends played pretty well. I thought overall the defensive line against the run, um, they didn't set the edge a couple of times against Ball State. Um, but I think for the most part, they did a good job. I know that Barron uh, and even um, Joseph's graded out pretty well. Byron Young graded out well at end. Uh, the best interior defensive lineman was, was really uh, DeJohn Terry. Uh, but he only played like 15 snaps. Uh, I thought Isaac Green, uh, he, he uh, did okay in the three snaps that he played. Um, I thought that um, uh, Green, uh, as I uh, mentioned, uh, I thought uh, almost Thomas um, did a solid job. Um, uh, so Amari Thomas is going to have to step up, play even better this week. And uh, I think the, the interior defensive line is it kind of looked at my grades from this past week, uh, good, 
solid, but but an area that they need to improve upon this week. I think that's going to be pivotal. Interesting. Um, as let's, let's continue with with Pitt's offense, if, if we can, for a moment. Um, they lose one of the best receivers in the in the country who transfers to Southern California. How did they get beyond that? Is it is a committee of guys? Do you see a guy that can step up and be anywhere close to the Blitnikoff Award winner? No, but I mean, how did those receivers look? It's still pretty solid. I mean, again, you don't have that true number one, but Keontae Mumford is the sophomore, six one. He's one eighty. Played well last week. Um, he was really impressive. He caught five passes for 71 yards. He's, he's nifty. Uh, he can get open uh, and go and catch the football um, very well, hand catch, out of frame. Uh, so he's a really good player. I thought that Jared Wayne played pretty well. Um, also, he caught three passes for 89 yards in the game, but he's 6'3", 210, a little bit bigger. Another guy that can high point the ball and, and make the plays, uh, uh, contested catches. So I think they're pretty good. Uh, Gerard Means is a redshirt sophomore, 6'2", 215. Thought he played pretty well last week. Those are the three key guys. I think you need to throw in uh, the tight end, Bartholomew, Gavin Bartholomew, um, who can is more of a factor in the run game, but I, I, I think can help them a little bit um, over the middle. So I, I think they've got three good receivers, not outstanding ones. None of them are Jordan Addison, though. No. no. So, when all is said and done, do you like Tennessee's matchup uh, as far as their defense versus Pitt's offense? Uh, because you know that's um, that's going to be excuse me, flip flop. Uh, uh, sorry, Pitt's offense versus Tennessee's defense. Yeah, I got that. So, do you like that matchup for Tennessee, or still unknown? No, I, I do. I think you know to separate it is 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 difficult because it does, it's a collaborative effort. So here's what it really comes down to is Tennessee's got to stop the run game. If they can stop the run game without committing extra numbers, then they're going to be in good shape. Uh, also, if Tennessee's able to score a lot of points and force tennis, uh, force pit out of the run game, big advantage, Tennessee. Do I think this pit offense can match point for point with Tennessee. I do not. But if they're able to control the football, run the football and control the game and limit Tennessee's possessions and go on long drives, you know, look, if you want to use an analogy, and I I try to do that a lot, if you were to look at uh, the analogy of, for those that may have watched the Ohio State-Notre Dame game last week, uh, Ohio State's got a lot more explosiveness Notre Dame, more a little bit more physical than Ohio State, although Ohio State on that last offensive drive pounded it, six-minute drive, and showed their physicality. But Notre Dame, they were leading for a while, took the game in the second half, and they made it a game because they controlled the pace of the game with the run game. That's what Pitt wants to do. Pitt wants to do what Notre Dame did against Ohio State. Tennessee wants to go fast break, fast pace, and so that's where the game is going to be decided. It's a matchup of wills. Um, and I don't think as good as Pitt's defense is that I don't – I think they can get home with four-man pressures that will allow them to drop eight. We'll see if they can break Tennessee's rhythm. 
prevent the deep ball and force Tennessee to go to distance and be patient. That's what you want to do. So it is a matchup of styles. And the style on both sides of the ball affects the other side of the ball. But in this particular matchup, for Tennessee defensively against Pitt's offense, stop the run game, force third and longs, and get possessions, and obviously work your offense to your favor. But that's going to be the key. If you can do that and you don't have to put extra numbers in the box, then you can defend the pass uh, a little bit more effective because you can drop eight. So that's kind of how I see it. And um, it is, you know, going to be an interesting matchup, no doubt about it, and one that I think is going to have an integral part of who wins it. Alice Ness Barbecue, home of the Green Mountain Grill. I bought other grills. I'm not going to mention the manufacturer that were just not the same. And the Green Mountain Grill is the way to go. They've got uh, the – you can go make the best food of your life. It's just that simple. Uh, that's – Owl's Nest Barbecue. It's very easy to find. They've got all the barbecue supplies you need. Owl's Nest Barbecue is awesome. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. This is a production of Off the Hook Sports.